The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and cleats. The podcast. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. This is Monday, December 11th. This is our 59th episode of Sneakers and Cleats. Matt Roy, Don Harris, Chuck McAtenick. As always, the whole group. Guys, it was a fun fun day yesterday for the, for the fun cast. Day. For Wait, I thought you were going to ask us about number 59. Well, I'm going to, but I just wanted to, you know, I like getting... I'm, I'm, you oh, know, I I'm trying to that was stuff. always the first thing. Well, it's going to be, but we already know who 59 is. So there's a lot of 59s out there. Not very many. A lot of linebackers. Yep. Not a lot of good ones. So... Dat Win? Dat Win. I only think of him as nine. Dat Win. I guess I kind of do two for the most part. Dat Win. I've no... See... How go. can you not know who Dat Win is? How can you know who Dat Win is? <laughs> Got to educate these yeah. youngsters. Yes, we do. Seeing as that I just Chuck just asked me before we started, did the did Baltimore win yesterday? And then I said the Colts. You did do that. So I don't know what that says a lot about me, but anyway, I got uh, Dat Win was a Vietnamese immigrant, is from Rockport, Fulton, Texas, down on the coast by Corpus Christi. You could have given me a hundred guesses. His I never parents were fishermen down there on the coast. And he was a high school football player after immigrating here, went to Texas A&M, played linebacker for the Aggies, and is probably a top five Aggie of all time, 10. That's he was pretty defensive sad. player of the year in the Southwest Conference. Had a heck of a career in the NFL, too, man. Parcells loved that win. And he was like 5'10", yep. 210. Whatever, guys. And he was... <laughs> Dude, he was a maniac. He was Parsons. He was, he was modern. His yeah. motor, his, he had the most unbelievable. He scored more defensive touchdowns in college football than probably anybody in, in college football history. Well, shame on me for not having him on the list. That's right. And he did radio in San Antonio for years with afterwards. Jason Minix afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Good shout dude. Out, shout out Jason yep. Minix. Well, I, stupid me, I just had Luke Keekley and Jack Ham on this list. That's okay. I had Darren Smith on my brain list, too. Jack Ham's the best. The, Another Cowboys. He's the only, he's the only, only NFL Hall of Famer that primarily wore the number 59. He's by far the GOAT 59. Yeah. Luke Keekley. Who's better, though? Luke Keekley or, like, D'Amico Ryans? I think Luke Keekley. If Luke Keekley kept playing, he would have probably been one of the best 59s of all time. Yeah, D'Amico was a heck of a player, too. Locker room guy. I mean, what you're seeing is coach. I mean, he was a hell of a player, too, for the Texans. And how, how coming I, up. How ironic that this week D'Amico Ryans – is going to be responsible for making sure that C.J. Stroud doesn't become Luke Keekley. <laughs> yeah. that's, actually, that's actually a hell of an irony. Well, let's get to Dat Win for Dem Boys. Oh, I just did that. You did. Um, <laughs> that was a dominant win by the Cowboys last night uh, against the Eagles. They win 33-13 to uh, with on the leg of Brandon Aubrey and the arm of Dak Prescott. It was probably the most impressive game I've seen from the Cowboys in – 15 years? I don't know if I'll go That's back that far. No, it was – okay, let me rephrase. This is the most impressive offense from them I've seen in 15 years. What about week one against the Giants? The Giants aren't a football team. Okay. 
Let's put it this way. <laughs> they have like, I don't know what it is. Is it eight? 20 plus win? I thought it was 15 points. but No, it's 20 points or 20. more this year, like eight times. Yeah, they're, they, they kill teams. They're, I think they're fourth in the league in, in um, a point differential. Yeah, in plus 15 wins, they lead the league. They have eight. Yeah, and the Eagles have zero. You know that? Right. The Eagles so, haven't won one game. But by wait a second. Points. So, to me, this was, for all of the talk and all of the nonsense that they had to endure all year, I'm talking about the Cowboys, you finally beat a team that everybody considered to be at least pretty good, and they dominated them. So, this now is, what? Well, this is their only win all season against a team with a winning record. They beat the Seahawks last week when the Seahawks had a winning record. The Seahawks no longer have a winning record. I don't know how you're going to oh, count yeah. that one. But this was a dominant performance, and I think a lot of people expected it to be a pretty good performance from the Cowboys because you come into this year, I think all of us would have said, I think they split with Philly. I think they should have won the first Philly game. They should have. They were inches away from winning and that first Philly game. And they do if they played that one now. I think, I think people are realizing that they're getting better and the reason they're getting better and maybe doing so more than in normal years is this transition to McCarthy calling plays and the offense and just the way that he's coaching takes some time. And they're improving. Michael Gallup's improving. Michael Gallup still da- sucks. Dak's improving. The offensive line is not improving. But, the, you know, the def- Parsons is like they're not just relying on him to be the, the only guy. They're doing it with Gilmore every week. They're doing it with somebody different every week. Gilmore or Bland or Parsons or the big guys up front. I mean, they're just they're getting better week to week, which is as a coach, that's your dream. I think that the Cowboys impressed enough this week to be put in the conversation of like short list of Super Bowl contenders now. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope I don't know how they're gonna do in the next three games because the next three games are brutal. Uh, your Bills, Dolphins, and uh, Lions, Lions, and Lions, and you're in a dome pretty much for all. Or uh, the Lions are in a dome, which means they're going to be better. But I think right now I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. They are the top. I think they're a better team than Philly. and I think they're a top two team in the NFC and probably a top four team in the league. I'd, I'd put them behind the Niners. Behind the Niners. I think they're worse than the Niners because they're, the Niners are their bugaboo anyway. Yeah. But I don't have be- any confidence that they can go into San Francisco and win an NFC, champ- NFC championship game. But I think they can get there, no matter what, uh, on the home or on the road. I think they can get there. Is it outrageous to say that unless they play the Niners in the divisional or in the wild card round, that they will and should get to the championship game? I think that's fair. Unless they run into the Niners earlier. But I also think this. I mean, you're looking at what they've done, obviously, recently with what they've done at home. This is a team that has to get home field. I think everything hinges on that. If they've got to do this on the road, I don't think they're good enough to be able to win a bunch of games on the road. You think they could beat the Lions on the road? I think they could beat the Lions potentially on the road. Yes, I think they could go to New Orleans or Atlanta. 
Maybe in the first Philly. round and win those games. I think they no, I think Philly they could win. beat Philly too because of the familiarity with them as yeah. an opponent and the fact that they've dominated them really over, you know, for sure the last few years. So it's going to San Francisco, but I just think overall, you know, when you go into a playoff game, you're going to get beat up more than likely. They're going to get beat up the rest of this month too. So is Philadelphia for that matter. But I just think if these guys have design on a long run, they have to get home field. And, you know, McCarthy pretty much said today, I mean, I like playing at home. I mean, that's obviously going to yeah. be the goal. Now we'll see if they can pull it off. Yeah, I said on Friday that this was the most uh, important game that the Cowboys have had for sure this year, but in, probably in the last couple of years. Because without this game, I think that their season was over. I thought that um, they weren't. They they would have had no chance to win the NFC East, which they still have a slim chance, but not. they would have had zero chance if they lost. They would have had zero chance at the one seed, which is pivotal for them to try and – get home field do, do and try they, and win games really at home. Do they really have a shot at the one seed? They still have a shot at the one yeah. seed. If they win more than – if they win out and the Niners and Eagles lose one game, then they get the one seed. They won't win out. I don't think they will at least. No, but I don't. I bet you five bucks neither one of those other two teams will win out either. That's what's going to be the fun about the You think the Niners will win out? Nope. Who they got? The Niners have – uh, the Ravens left on the schedule. It's their only hard. It's their only hard game. Yeah, but th you, they still have division games, and for the most part, I think those are hard. Those think, are the wars. I think they have car. I think they have one of each actually. I think they have Cardinals, Rams, and yeah. I mean, Rams, Rams looked pretty good yesterday. So I mean, again, it's it's hard, and teams are going to look. The Cowboys are going to look different a month from now than they do right now, good or bad. They might be better than they are right now, but. It doesn't take much to get this thing going the wrong way, but I think history has proven over time McCarthy's pretty darn good at coaching a football team up during the course of the year. They're usually going to be at least pretty good in the month of December. Let me ask you guys this. Did yesterday change your uh, opinion on the Cowboys one way or the other? Did Actually, did, let me rephrase it this way. Did yesterday change your opinion on either team one way or the other? I think it changed my opinion more on Philly than it did on the Cowboys. I knew the Cowboys were good. I still doubt their clutch gene, um, but doubting it less now because I think the way McCarthy has handled Dak and the and the throws that he has to make and um, they're less turnover prone and the defense is better than I thought it was going to be. You know, I, I, I just have that PTSD with the Cowboys. It's like, you know, you, you, the minute you believe is the minute it falls yeah. apart. Which means that they're going to lose this week. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be, I would not be a bit surprised. Well, yeah, the Uncommon opponent, outdoor, it's going to be cold. I mean, there's a lot of things working against them. The Chiefs, right? And that team is, you never know what you're going to get with that team. Talk about a helter-skelter team, they right? I mean, they they're all over the place. They didn't beat the Chiefs. Kadarius Tony's toe beat the Chiefs. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> Saw a video today where he looked at the... It's a whole nother thing. Yeah. He looked at the sideline referee like, am I cool? I was going to get to that at the end. but I, I was uh, going to interject, though, when you said, did my opinion change the Cowboys? Yeah, I think a little bit more on the positive side. Because oh, for sure. they finally bitched, <laughs> slapped a team. I meant to say <laughs> be slapped. And it, I, I was going to go. <laughs> so they finally did something Someone against a quality did. opponent, right? And they look crisp. They're always in attack mode. They looked very cohesive. Yeah. They looked like a well-oiled machine yesterday in a lot of ways. By no means was it perfect, but I think this is something that we haven't really seen from them a lot in terms of just a whole game where you can just go start to finish where it looks like the personality of the head coach finally fits the personality of the offensive football team. And it's everybody, right? It's the little things like – 
Jake Ferguson's a stud. Pollard ran hit for the hard as hard as he's run all year. Yep, well said. And had big, big uh, chunks. Yeah. And the kicker looks like the greatest kicker who's ever lived. Not just because he's so consistent and accurate, but when he kicks a forty-five yarder. It's like a pitching wedge. Don, it, it's not an overstatement to say that Brandon Aubrey is having the best kick, the pe- the best season for a kicker in history. Tucker might have something to say about that. No, he's. I'm not saying he is the best kicker. Yeah, I'm saying he's having the best season for a kicker. He's 30 for 30. Last night he hit 45, 50, 59, and 60, and it all they all looked yeah. easy. I'm telling you, the the 59 was had another. He he was kicking 75 off the tee. On kickoffs. After the game, he, they asked him, like, what's your range? And he was like, eh, if he asked me to do, like, a 69, 68-yarder, I'd probably say that's about. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The limit. That's ridiculous. That's, that, NFL that's kicking from the star, yeah. literally. If there's one criticism I have, it's like I, I don't pretend to be a coach, but we've got to find Dak, a baseball player, to go learn how to slide. <laughs> every time, right? Every time he takes off, I know you and I are both going, "Get down, get down, better, get down, cleaner, get down quicker." It's like hang out with Josh Young or Marcus Simeon during the off season. Do to something to learn how to slide. I mean, this is. Getting to be it, it, at some point, he's going to do something late, and he's going to pay for it Dak, dearly. Dak has a better chance of being injured sliding than he does <laughs> of being drilled. Yeah, while this running. Is, let's let's talk about Dak. So, Dak is playing. He's playing his best football ever right True. now. This is the best stretch of his entire career. True statement. And he hasn't even come close to this, in my opinion. Like he his is, QBR his rookie year was pretty damn good too. Yeah, but this is better than that. Yeah. Like he's thrown 19 touchdowns to two interceptions in the last nine weeks. Like it's ridiculous. And and the book on him coming in was can he not turn the ball over? He hasn't turned the ball over this year. I, he's not going to get to 10 probably unless he has like a horrible, horrible last four games. And he was the one he that had said a fumble, I'm not, scoop and score last night. Yeah, but you know Fletcher Cox is going to do that to some people, and and that that Jalen Carter and that. Uh, Philly D line is going to do that to people. Yep, yeah. so like, he just basically got slapped out of his arm. Like what? A, that happens. But he is playing the best ball of his career, and there's a reason that number six on the rundown right here is he's the Super Bowl or he's the MVP favorite. He's the MVP betting favorite right now. The Cowboys quarterback, someone that was basically being taken out to pasture and shot at the beginning of this uh, season, and everyone was like, "Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do it?" I think M- Mike McCarthy has fixed him. And Mike McCarthy has shown that he trusts Dak now because he's putting more on Dak's plate than ever, and Dak is taking it and running with it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I will give half the credit to McCarthy because oh, for sure, w- what he's put on his plate is an easier task, whether it's the reads or the throws. 
it's uh, I mean, Dak's making good throws, but he's not having. It's, he seems less confused. He seems confident where he's going with the football and the throws that he does make. He doesn't have to make ridiculous throws. Yeah, I I think it's all about the confidence, right? He's obviously getting more and more of a feel for what McCarthy wants to do. But again, I go back to what Aaron Rodgers said about him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, if you can impress that guy playing that position and he's already worked with McCarthy, I mean, I think that says it all. I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody around here was burying Dak. I mean, you might say he might be bit. the guy that he wouldn't be the guy that would ever win you a title, but. Now, again, it's a team sport. You know, I mean, what's required of Dak this year may not be required next year or the year after. I mean, McCarthy has had really good playoff teams before, one that won it all, but they've done it differently. Some years it's running, some years it's throwing, and, you know, we'll see what ultimately they end up doing when they get to the crunch time. Let me well, ask the you thing this. Is, the thing is with Cowboys quarterbacks, Troy Aikman was in town this summer, and we got to sit him down, and, on, and, and he was – Quite, he loves Dak, but he's also quite honest. Cowboys quarterbacks are judged by these, and that's it. Like Danny White was great. He took the Cowboys to three straight NFC Championship games, but he's never talked about in the same breath as Staubach and Aikman because he didn't win it. And Dak is having a great year, and Dak – now has what? Two playoff wins, three, but two, I think. he's got to get a couple this year, and he's got to he's got to get there, or or he's just always going to be Romo. Let me so let me ask you this: If they win three of their last four, let's say they lose to the Dolphins, and he plays reasonably well in all four games, and they end up losing one, do you think he wins the MVP? Yeah, I think so, because I think it's starting to become understood that when you're the Cowboys' quarterback playing in Dallas with the most visible franchise on the planet, to be able to put a season together like that. Dak's dealing with stuff that the kid in Green Bay is not having to deal with, that even a guy playing quarterback in Los Angeles isn't having to deal with. I mean, this is a whole nother level to absurdity when you're talking about outside noise. And I don't know that anybody's ever handled it any better than what Dak Prescott's been able to do. You're the shortstop of the Yankees. Well, you did – you did see him starting to get a little fed up with everybody asking sure. earlier this season. He was just like, can you guys just freaking stop asking? Yeah. He started getting testy with reporters Very and everything, so. especially after that. Uh, it was after, right after the Monday night game or it was right after the, the Niner game. One of those two, uh, whether it was week five or week six, when he was just like, yeah, this is what we freaking do. Uh, you guys are going to keep asking these damn questions. Like, I'm not going to turn the ball right. over. Like, he just started, want to talk about the turnovers. Yeah, he just started getting, he started getting snippy about it. Um, but anyway, if so, I have the Cowboys schedule here. Cowboys at Bills this weekend, win or loss? Loss. They're underdogs. Barely, yeah, two points. I'll go with sneaky win. I think it's a sneaky win. I think they lose next week to the Dolphins. That's the loss. I think that could me. be a loss too. Yep, very much so. Even though, and the Dolphins are playing literally right now. I think the Dolphins are a paper tiger, and because they can't beat anyone with a winning record well, either. Well, if they're healthy. <laughs> that's the last team I want to see if they're healthy. If they got A-Chan. Yeah, it's like and, your whole fantasy team. <laughs> I mean, with expl as explosive as they are outside and then having that guy as your B running back, come on. I mean, that's it's a level of absurdity that you're right. They Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. They could be a paper tiger because they are flashy, but they're also pretty gritty on defense. Uh, that's just one of those teams I wouldn't want to have to see them unless I was playing in the Super Bowl somewhere. How do they go th- two and two or three and one? So I think they go three and one. I think the Eagles will go four and oh, but let's just say they go three and one. That puts the Cowboys probably at the fifth seed. Do you think they can win the Super Bowl from the fifth seed? No. No. Because in that case, the Niners would probably be the one seed. The six and seven would probably get eliminated. That means the Cowboys would play the Niners in the divisional round. Sayonara. Yep. Lights out. Bye-bye. I just think, too, if you're an indoor team and have to play a lot outdoors, possibly in the postseason, that works against you, too. I mean, I think if they're not, if they're not a higher seed than fifth – if they don't win the division, I don't like their chances. I don't think they're going to win the division just because, just based on the, the teams they have in front of them. The so build- if they don't win the division, they're fifth. Yeah, because they'll be the highest wild card. But what would lead you to believe anything after watching the Eagles the last two weeks that they're going to go four and zero? Because they play the Seahawks, the Giants twice, and the Cardinals. Those two, are the, those two are three division of the games. Worst, three of the right? worst teams in the league, or but two I mean, of the worst teams in the so league. Like, those teams are going to have nothing to lose, and guys will start playing for their jobs at the end of the year. It's not going to be as easy as you might think. You think that, like, Tommy Lasagna can can <laughs> pull off a win against the Eagles, against the know. big, bag, bad but Eagles? I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if they, go, if they go three and one or two and two. Hey, man, the Jets just beat the Texans yesterday. Yeah, but the Jets have at least one good side of the ball. The Giants suck Boy, on both sides. Well, that kid looked pretty good yesterday, Zach. He, looked, he played great yesterday. Once in three years. Um, I have Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pleasing you. <laughs> what Austin Powers movie was that? Oh, I used to think you're crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but now I clearly see you're nuts. Yes. Um, <laughs> I had it on here to get to Brandon Aubrey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> My favorite part of Austin Powers, since we've already made this digression, is in the third one in Gold Member with the with the guy with the mole. Yeah, He's like, I'm going to chop mole. it off and make some guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite So parts. irreverent, but it's so, so on point. John Candy and uh, Uncle Buck also has a mole scene <laughs> with, the, with the principal at the elementary school. It's so great. Um, wrapping up the game last night, three big takeaways were Brandon Aubrey is unbelievable. Buck. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. no we're, he, we're gonna go short on this one today. Remember? You know, he he meets the principal at his kid's school. He's got to go. He's he's the uncle, so I didn't know anything about it. He shows up, and the teacher introduces herself to the principal, and she's got this giant, hairy thing. And he he means he he's introducing himself. He goes, "Buck, nice to meet you, Buck Melanoma." <laughs> <laughs> I'm. <laughs> this is why the podcast is no longer than you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Marty Uncle. I'm Marty's Uncle Wart. <laughs> I mean, sorry, mole. I mean, sorry, fuck. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, the great John Candy, I, man. There's, there's no coming back from that. Uh, we were going to go short tonight, so let's uh, let's end it with this. Don. Edit that out. <laughs> it's not there's no editing in this. I don't edit anymore. I just clip it and go. It's fine. The Spurs, uh, are they going to win tonight or no? No. Are they going to win on Wednesday? No. Are they going to win on Friday? 
No. Are they going to win ever again this season? Yeah. <laughs> I think they have a, sh- a chance in Houston to. <laughs> By the time this But I haven't th- checked the score. <laughs> it just started. It's probably 45 to zip. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, it's not It's not a good thing. Um, anyway, Rose Charles Bessie in the D-League. Gosh. You think they win tonight, Chuck? Against Houston in Houston? I, I got to see a little more. I like that they play in Winby at the traditional five. I think a lot of us have been screaming for that. Like, what does he do well, right? He rebounds, blocks shots. He's great around the basket with the ball in his hand. Let him play around the basket. I Dude, th- basketball's been played since, like, 18-something, and it was always like, Stick the big guy under the basket, throw it to the big guy, put it in the basket. Kareem, Wilt, all of them. What's changed? Like, stick the big guy in the middle, under the basket, throw Ste- him the ball. Steph Curry changed. Steph Curry I know, changed everything. But things are simple. Basketball, things are simple. basketball used to be, to your point, let's get the, the closest shot to the basket that you can. Put the, bas- put the ball it, in the basket. And now it scores as many points as possible, as evidenced by the Pacers, who are living up to their name as the Pacers, by scoring the way, 157 points. Halliburton's an MVP candidate. Yeah, he, what dopes do the Spurs look like not they, taking uh, Tyrese they, Halliburton and taking Devin Vassell instead? One pick higher. One pick. You pick. But guess what? Devin Vassell's not bad. I don't, no, I'm wait, not wait, hating wait. on Devin Vassell either. The Kings drafted Halliburton. Traded him for Sabonis. And they traded him for Sabonis. Are the Kings the idiots for not trading De'Aaron Fox instead of Halliburton? No, I like De'Aaron Fox. More than Halliburton? I love De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> How, what Hall- do you do? <laughs> Halliburton's the second best player in the league right now. This is the most off we've ever been on a podcast. I swear. Maybe we're taping it late in the day. You know, that's probably it. It's been a stressful day. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been a, a constant <laughs> state of stress these days. True. <laughs> yeah, the whole conversation we were having earlier about the schedule got us all stressed out. All right. <laughs> Two hours, and I don't know that we got anything settled. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's listening to this still, I'm yes. sorry. Uh, anyway, all right, let's wrap it up for today. Let's come back on Wednesday Reset. We'll be <laughs> you know what a, stress is? What? Stress is FaceTiming with your 89-year-old father to try to show him how to connect to Wi-Fi on his does, computer. Does your father know how to FaceTime? I, I, I called him. That's pretty impressive, though. My yeah. my 88-year-old grandmother still doesn't know. She, she can't hear. So whenever you <laughs> FaceTime her, you're like this, and I'm holding the phone here, and Mimi's like, like this. I'm just staring at her ceiling. I'll let he who doesn't have that problem cast <laughs> yeah. the first stone. We're going to be there soon enough. <laughs> that's right. I know. It's a good thing you guys there. are going to have to wear some hearing aids and right. stuff. It's all right. Soon enough. All right. That's it for the Monday edition of Sneakers Cleats Podcast. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating, depending on how you feel about this episode. Tell a friend. Tell it on me. We'll be back on Wednesday for the final high school hype squad of the football season. We will talk in-depth about some Larry Hill and Smithson Valley Rangers. Uncle Buck, check it out. John Candy. <laughs> Until then, everyone have a good week.